You can be a fit bitch too. Presented by Ignite Fusion Fitness. Let's go. Hi, Michelle here. And welcome to You Can Be a Fit Bitch Too. I am so excited for today's episode and I am so grateful that you are here with me. This is an episode all about something that is very very near and dear to me, something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I think a lot of us have self-image, body image. And also I want to talk about it through the ages, through our teens, through our twenties, our thirties, and right up to fifties and beyond. This is something I think that all of us struggle with in our own ways. And I really want to kind of talk about my own journey with my own self-image, the way that I felt about myself walking around in the world the way I felt about my body. And I bring that to you as someone who works with people and trains people to start to unlock their power in their body and to transform their bodies into strong, beautiful machines. And we do struggle with this concept of how we view ourselves walking around in the world. It is one of the biggest things I think that we get bombarded with from a very young age. So I'm going to get into that in a little hot minute, but I'm also going to talk about something else that's really important, and that is the power of mobility. And I believe that mobility is the missing link to our fitness journey and our journey in general in life. And no, mobility isn't just for old people like me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Anytime I say mobility or come to my mobility class, I get this like side eye look that's like, uh, what Do you think I'm like ancient or something? No, mobility is the missing link to our training. And I just want to unpack a little bit about that um, later on in this episode. I really want to encourage all of you to just take a moment and listen to what I have to say (laughs) about mobility. God, I'm bossy, aren't I? Okay, so I just to backtrack a little bit, I want to start talking about this really important subject of body image. Now, when I was growing up, I had um, a very, very difficult time with body image. I was put into dance classes right away as a young child, and I was obsessed with being a prima ballerina. Completely obsessed. I wanted to be the best ballet dancer in the world. That was my dream. And I was very lucky to be put into dance classes, but I actually got really fixated on the body type. So when it comes to dance, way back when I was, like I'm I'm gonna be 50 this year. So we're talking, you know, this is like 50 years ago. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, I, and I think it's the same for all people, all young humans. And I'm, I just want to say this, I'm going to stop right here. I'm really trying to be uh, appropriate with the way I bring out like humans and people. And I'm trying to really find my voice, um, and to not offend anybody if I am not using the right pronouns or if I'm not saying things correctly, this old lady is trying real hard. So I apologize (laughs) if I slip up and guys is offensive or, you know, uh, it's just kind of like my old school brain. So I just had to say that because 
when I go back and listen and I'm like, I can tell I'm trying to navigate that world right now, please bear with me. I am learning as I'm going um, with the changes that have been happening. So I just had to be honestly transparent there. So if I slip a guy's in there or a girl's there, or a who, a what, a where, when, where, I don't mean to, I'm just trying <laughs> to navigate the new norm. So back to that is I got obsessed with the image of ballerinas. They're beautiful, strong bodies, but very lean, no breasts, you know, very tiny hips. And at that time when I was training and dancing, it was very much a body type. And my body type didn't fit that. And I knew it. And it really, really, really struck me. As a young girl, I wanted to be super thin. I didn't want to have breasts. I didn't want to have hips. I didn't want to have body fat. And I can remember looking at myself and being so, so thoroughly disgusted with the fact that I had boobs. Yeah. And I would strap them down with uh, that bandage tape when I would go to dance class. I would make them as flat as possible. I would try to hide them. Um, not that I have, you know, a lot there, but the that what is there I didn't want. And I would literally strap them in to go to class to make myself look like what I thought I needed to look like. No one told me it was okay to just be proud and live in my body the way it was. I had this idea in my head that there was something wrong with it, that it didn't look like all the other ballerinas, that I didn't have the right shape. And it was torturous. I literally developed a, a slight, a bit of an eating disorder at that time. I will be really honest. I struggled with my intake of food. I didn't want to eat. I would, I remember reading this story about, um, Karen Kane, the prima ballerina and Evelyn Hart and Evelyn Hart, who was severely anorexic would just eat one scoop of peanut butter. And I thought, ah, that's the ticket. Okay. If I starve myself, if I eat one scoop of peanut butter a day, I'm going to get that body that I want. Looking back at that, it was so much self torture. <laughs> I mean, God, I, and so I just want to bring this out, this subject out because it is really touchy and it is really sensitive for a lot of people. Uh, because I think we all go through this body dysmorphia is what they're calling it now is that we perceive our bodies to look a certain way when they're not. And I want us to find the joy in loving our bodies as they are, because our bodies are perfect for us. And they are perfectly imperfect. And we need to learn to celebrate them and love them and embrace them for what they are and for what they can friggin' do for us. Because our bodies want to do amazing things for us. And that's why I love uh, what I do as a fitness trainer, because I start to see that shift for my clients in that baby steps of getting stronger in their bodies. They start to develop a love for their body. They start to develop a real relationship with their body where they're starting to coexist together, not just thinking about it in the mind, but actually processing it through the body. It does transform you in 
an amazing way when we start to be kind and loving and accepting of our bodies. And it has taken me, and not has, it is still taking me (laughs) every day to come to peace and find peace with my body and make peace with my body and to love it and enjoy it and celebrate it. And I think one of the biggest things, and I'm just going to say this because I am in my 50s, in my 20s, you know, it was very different. I look back at pictures of myself when I was in my 20s and I go, oh my God, like, whoa, Michelle, like you actually looked really good back then and you were so hard on yourself. I'm sure all of you have pictures that you go through or you look at or you pull out and you go, whoa, now what the fuck was I complaining about that person for? Look at me. Oh my God. Now just think, just think about this for one quick little second with me because I've been thinking about this a lot. What if we had changed the conversation with ourselves back then, where would we be now? How confident would we be? How amazing would we be treating our bodies right now? You know, just that self-discovery, that like aha moment of, holy crap. Just think about that. Okay. I literally, I'm just saying this because I think all of us have had these moments when I stand in the mirror or something's not fitting right or my clothes feel like shit on my body. And I'm like, I've had moments where I just screamed, ah, fuck. Oh, I want to like slice this fat off. I want to like, you know, get rid of that. I can't believe I have acne on my back. I can't believe my face is breaking out. You know, I have had so many frustrating moments looking at myself thinking, oh my God, how come I don't have the perfect skin? How come I don't have the perfect body? How come my butt's flat? Well, I'm trying to change the butt flatness with the workout. So um, <laughs> we can build booties, babies. We really can. And we can change our bodies with every single moment and workout that we start to get into for ourselves. So there is a way to start to develop a really good relationship with our bodies. And that's through movement and that's through really good self-talk. I know it sounds really freaking cheesy self-talk. I think that all the time. I'm like, Oh, what is this self-talk? But it's true. If you stop for one moment and think about all of the negative things that you say to yourself in a day to beat yourself up, no one else is saying them to you you are doing it to yourself. How many positive things do you say to yourself in a day? Mm, Me, it's pretty, uh, pretty minimal sometimes, you know, just honest. I'm just being honest. You know, I'm really quick to say, oh, you look like crap today. Or, oh my God, like how come your pants don't fit? Oh, Michelle, you got to get on that. And I know, I'm sure some of you, this really resonates with too. So I think it's time that we started to change the conversation with ourselves. And I also want to start to change this perception of comparison. And I heard this quote and I love quotes. I'm sure you guys all realize that about me. And I, I do, I love little short hits of things because I find that really resonates. And comparison is the thief of joy. 
It really is. It robs you when you start to compare yourself to another person. You're never going to be that person. They're never going to be you. You are always going to be that special human. No one else has the same makeup as you. No one else has the same body as you. No one else has the same things that they can do that they can bring to the world, the same light, the same energy. I want you to start celebrating what you are and not comparing what you are to someone else. Yeah, I know. It's a scary thought, isn't it? Because we're told not to celebrate ourselves. You know, not a lot. I think that culture is really changing in that, and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really grateful to be here in this time when I know there's a lot of other people seeking, you know, this type of inner healing or interconnection, you know, because it is really important and it has sort of been missing for a long time. And I think we hit these moments. And for me, it's been this going through so many crazy life events and trying to figure out a way to get through them that I've discovered, you know, that I haven't been the greatest person to myself. I can be great to my clients. I can be great. I can pump you up. I can see your light. I can appreciate all of your gifts. I can celebrate you. I will celebrate you. I will support you. I will do anything for you. I'm a Scorpio. We Scorpios are pretty friggin' passionate and committed. And we, when we love our people, we will go through the fire for them. And that's what I feel about my community. I would do anything for any single one of the people that I work with or that come to a class with me because I am fiercely loyal. But you know what I'm realizing? I'm not that to myself sometimes. And this is where I want to just say, you know, I have beat myself up about my body my whole life. And I just want to bring this back around to a thought that we need to change this. You know, I think strong is definitely the new skinny. I grew up in that like 70s era where it was like Twiggy and Kate Moss and, you know, all of the very, very thin, thin, thin models um, were on the covers of magazines. It was like the norm to be a waif. That was the word waif. And my mom was super thin. You know, she was, she was that mom. She was like the really tiny. It was just like the culture back then. And it is so deeply ingrained in us as humans to really pick up on that stuff that gets put out into the media, you know? So we get fed all of this and it's a bunch of crap. I believe when I found CrossFit, I was like, holy frig. And I always, I'm sorry to keep coming back to that, but it was a real switch for me to be around powerful women who had beautiful muscles and who could lift heavy things and were strong in their bodies. And they just looked so capable and amazing. And that was all shapes and sizes. This wasn't super thin. This was bigger. This was, you know, this was people, real people moving real weights, feeling really strong and amazing in their bodies. And I was like, damn, this is where it's at. Damn, this is what I want to bring to the table for people too. This is what I want to unlock. And I think that we need to really change this conversation is that 
we need to start to get stronger in our bodies by strength training, by, you know, using weights to help us unlock our power. Who doesn't want to walk around in this world feeling powerful? I know I do. And I'm going to tell you, I love feeling strong in my body. And yes, I still beat it up. I, yeah, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with that. (laughs) Oh, and it is, you know, I will put on a few pounds here. And I am saying this because I know everybody has a comfort in their body. So for me, there's like a couple of extra pounds. You know, someone will be like, oh, roll their eyes at me. And I get that. I understand. I do. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who he is leaner, um, on the leaner side and, you know, he's very fit too, but he was like, oh, you know, I am having some issues with my little, like, you know, I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling like I'm putting on a little extra here and there and it doesn't feel good to me and I feel uncomfortable. And he said to me, I know I could say that to someone and they would be really insulted or they would look at me like side eye. And I said, I know, but we have to stop that, that there's a comparison right there. We have to stop that. I want to bring this back to each and every one of us has a comfortable place that we feel in their body, in our bodies. So for me, my comfortable place is a little bit leaner with more muscle. And I like to, I have this zone that I really like to stay in. And that is my happy place for me, I'm realizing I realize I found my happy place. I know where that rests. And I really, um, it's healthy. It's not super lean. I used to be about 15 pounds lighter than I am now. I would turn sideways. And I remember people joking about, actually, at Barely's. I used to be a server at Barely's here, the Blues Bar. And I was super thin then. I can remember a customer going, when you turn sideways, you disappear. Ha, ha, ha. Where's your butt? And I remember standing there with my tray going, in my mind, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, oh, I didn't let it show. I just kind of was like, ah, ha, 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 laughed it off, walked away, got the guy beer and brought it back, sat it down, and there we go. And I also remember another time in particular serving at Barely's as well. I was serving a table of women and I remember going up and setting the bill down on the table and taking the change, everything, making it. And I remember her looking at me and she sets a loony down on the table and she pushes it across to me and she looks at me and she goes, yeah, a loony, why don't you go buy yourself a cheeseburger? Oh, Daggers. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't have a smart ass comment at that point, but I friggin' sure as well do now. And I remember thinking, wow, just that moment of pure dagger mad, just poisonous. And I thought, wow, people have a real issue with people who are leaner. People have a real issue with 
people who are bigger. Sometimes if you're skinny and people that are skinny, people want to say, put on weight. And then people are, are a little bit bigger, you know, it's like, why aren't you losing weight or whatever it is? So there's two sides to this spectrum. And I want to bring it right back into, it's not black and white. Everybody has a different story, whether you're lean, whether you're muscly, whether you're you know, just starting to start on a journey of self-discovery of your body, whether you're a little bit bigger, we come in all shapes and sizes and they're all beautiful. We just need to learn to accept where we're at. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to celebrate your bodies. I really think that getting into a healthy mindset about our bodies and the way we look is one of the key factors to keeping us moving and to keeping us working out. So they go together. You know, when we start to move our bodies, we start to want more. We start to feel better in them. They start to look better. They start to feel stronger. And so I really do believe that movement is connected to that. And I just want to leave that with you because I feel like that is a really important thing that I wanted to bring up because I have struggled with it my whole life. And going into my, you know, 50th year here, I going through menopause, it's been a struggle to keep the hormonal weight gain off. And that's where the weights kick in, not only mentally, but they're helping me maintain my muscle mass, which is helping me to maintain a little bit of a leaner side to myself. And it feels good because I'm able to move emotions out of my body. I'm able to reconnect in a deeper way to me. And I'm also gaining this inner strength and determination to try to be nicer to myself. Now, I'm going to just kind of segue to talking about being 50 and mobility. Okay. You were just waiting for that. (laughs) Mobility is the missing link. So is recovery to our fitness regime. It really is. It truly is. I know every time I say mobility, everybody kind of, kind of wants to like, uh, back out of the room, kind of creep away. They're like, what the hell are you talking about mobility? What do you think? I'm 90. No mobility is life. Mobility is absolutely the key to life. So is recovery time, downtime, active recovery in your workout regime. It truly is something that I never thought about for a long time. Okay. (laughs) Confessions here, there, everywhere. I didn't like my body. I was a procrastinator. I blah, 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 blah. I have bad habits. Yes, I am a perfectly imperfect trainer. (laughs) Oh my God. So I struggle with all of these things thinking I should be, and I just want to honestly put it out there. You know, that mobility came on my radar a number of years ago, uh, probably about three, four, pretty intensely. And I started a mobility class. You can find that online um, in my Zoom room. You guys might want to just join me in. Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. (laughs) God, Um, I love that song. And so I have a mobility class on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. And we get to roll around on the floor for an hour with foam rollers and lacrosse balls. And it's pretty freaking epic. What? Yeah, you don't have to be a pretzel to join. 
Yeah, you can be really stiff and not have flexibility. You don't have to be a Cirque du Soleil performer. You don't even have to know what you're doing. You just need to come and show up, really. So 7 p.m. on Zoom on Tuesday nights. Yeah, and I have a regular mobility crew, and we rumble on that floor. And it is all about moving through the full range of motion in your joints. It's not about being a crazy pretzel yogi. It is about moving through your muscles in the right way, proper way to, you know, gain some mobility through the shoulders, through the joints. It is helps to unlock your hips. It is a great way to smash out tight muscle and fascia. It helps with circulation. It is a awesome class because I do a little, I do a lot of everything actually in that we roll out hit some familiar yoga poses, which you would know like downward dog. We use the yoga strap and yoga blocks to get a little deeper into some of our hip mobility, our flexion and our extension. We use chairs. It is the best recovery tool that I have found for my body when I've been training. And you know, really, I should be doing more mobility And it is something that we should be incorporating, you know, one to two times a week, maybe even more depending on where you're at, but it is magic. I swear it's magic. It helps to regulate your nervous system. It brings you back into your body. It allows you to reconnect and breathe in all the goodness and to exhale all of the tension that we hold. So mobility is the missing link and I equate it to quality of life. Yeah, this stuff is about the quality of your life and how you move around in the world. And I don't want to move around in the world all sore and crippled up and sore because I haven't been moving my body. There's a difference between being sore from working out and doing mobility. You know, that's a different type of sore. That's like a, that's a good feeling in your body when you know you've worked it. There's another type of sore, which I'm sure this is going to resonate with some of you that you feel lethargic. You feel stiff. You can't get off the floor the right way. You don't move well. You know, it's hard to pick up the groceries you know, instead of being able to take four bags of groceries, you can only take two. It feels crazy when you're wobbly on the ice and you can't catch yourself. You know, you wake up stiff and and achy because you haven't moved. That's not the type of sore that I want in my life. And that's not the type of sore I want in your life either. I want us to walk around in this world feeling really incredible in our bodies and how we can really start to facilitate that is through mobility. You know, as we age, if we're not taking care of ourselves, you know, when I was 20, I didn't give a flying F about anything. I would just go do the thing, you know, not think about my body. I'm young. It's resilient. It bounces back. I would eat whatever the hell I wanted. Wouldn't put on any kind of weight or it just wouldn't affect me. You know, you could eat and drink and whatever, party till 2 a.m., 3, 4, 4, well, who are we kidding? I could party till <laughs> till the sun came up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, bro, oh, my God. Probably partied enough for 50 people here in five lifetimes. Anyway, I, uh, yeah. 
I just say that out of like, yeah, the stuff that I could subject my body to and then get up the next day and go work and open a gym at 6 a.m. and just hustle, man, I can't do it like that anymore. And I don't want to do it like that. I shouldn't have been doing it like that in the first place. But when you're younger, you don't really think about those things until something happens as you get older and you start to what I call age. And I want to get on this anti-aging track because our bodies don't have to fall apart. Okay. They don't. They literally do not have to fall apart on us. They're not meant to fall apart on us. We're not meant to get sick. We're not meant to feel gross. We're not meant to not be healthy. So when we tap into our sense of self and self-love, we start to want to treat ourselves better. And mobility has been an incredible tool for me to feel agile, to be able to move, to be able to bend, to be able to squat down onto the floor, to be able to lunge, to be able to, you know, jump up on boxes, to be able to get out of bed and not be achy and not to have my knees hurt at almost 50, not to have my joints be bothering me. And I, I've been really diligent about that because when my father passed away, his mobility was really, really bad. I've, I've very similar body type to him. Um, he was always lean you know, he was of that, he was of that era where, you know, he would go for walks, but he wouldn't, you know, he wasn't into working out. My mom was, so I kind of got both sides, you know, my dad would, was a workaholic and my mom, you know, was a stay at home mom. She and I had this conversation. She struggled with body image too. And she actually apologized to me one day from the deepest part of her heart to say, I know I struggled with my body image when you were growing up, Michelle. And I just want to say, I am sorry if I ever, you know, passed on that feeling of self-doubt and not loving your body and that self-criticism. And that really meant the world to me because I realized then and there that even my mom struggled And I knew she struggled with it and she struggles with it still at 70. So this is a lifelong thing that I think we need to address and we can make it better. She's loving her body at 70. I remember, oh my God, that mom is going to be like, oh my God, what the hell are you doing? But she sent me this beautiful selfie of her in a bikini. And I was like, yes, mama. Oh my God, 70 and just drop dead like amazing. And I was celebrating her and I am so proud of her for how far she's come and how much she still moves her body and loves her body and has become friends, literally, finally became friends with her body at 71. So when my dad was really sick, you know, his legs, the veins in his legs weren't good. So his circulation was really bad. He was having a lot of trouble walking. Um, he'd had, you know, a number of health conditions. And one of the biggest things that he wanted to do was be able to move his body. I remember being in the hospital with him and he's sitting in the hospital bed, barely able to like, you know, he's sitting up, but his legs are just oh, they're not working on him. And I'm saying this with the most compassion in my heart is that we could have been preventative here if we had just started the journey before that. 
So I just putting this out there, this isn't a doomsday podcast. I'm not trying to doomsday bring you down. I'm trying to just show you what I've seen in my life. And I knew that the man that I loved, that I called my dad at that point when it was like kind of no turning back. And I am a positive fucking don't give up kind of person, even in the face of shit, I shouldn't be wanting to like, hold on to it, be positive about, right. I'm always looking for the good. I, it was, it was a long road back to recovery at that point for him. And unfortunately he didn't make it, but it put a spark in my belly to really help people feel better in their bodies, you know, to like, let's stop gap this. I'm on a mission to help people change their bodies and their mobility and their lives through movement. And I know when my father passed away that I, it solidified for me that this is really important. No matter what age you're at, no matter where you're at, is that we start those preventative measures now so that you can live a full, amazing, incredible life right from your 20s to your 30s to your 40s to your 50s to your 60s to your 70s to your 90s. This sense of we age and then it's over and everything is like over the hill and everything's blah, blah, blah. You know, like all of the things we get bombarded with that we think, I'm like, fuck the norm. You know, I want you guys to start saying fuck the norm. This, no, it's not normal (laughs) to be ill, get sick, you know, not be able to move, not be able to get a bed, not be able to feel good, not to be able to have an amazing quality of life. That's not the norm. That's not the norm that I want for you. I want to celebrate being healthy. I want to celebrate the road back to that, you know, and it is so easy. We, it is so easy to treat ourselves like crap. That's easy. I know that it's wrong. It should be the opposite way around. It should be super easy and amazing to treat ourselves well because we start to feel good. Like the juxtaposition of that blows my mind every time I think about it because it's really easy for me to slip into my bad habits. Like no fucking brainer. I just go there. (laughs) I could just go off the workout train. I could just go off and eat a bunch of junk. I could just go off and, you know, treat myself like crap, not sleep well, you know, like beat myself up, look at myself and say, oh my God, like what the hell, who did that, you know, and it's really hard for me. And this, it should be the opposite way around. So if you are struggling with this, I want you to know that I, I truly believe that this is like the human condition. We've just been programmed. We've been told we've listen to this. We've absorbed it from our parents. We've absorbed it from our environment, from the people around us. That kind of, ugh, you know, you're not good enough. You don't look like that. You know, this is way, ugh. So I am just here to let you know, you are not the only person in the world that struggles. And I hope in some way that helps you realize that you can take the steps to start to transform your own relationship with your body. And I want you to kind of think about that mobility thing, right? Think about having grandkids. Think about having your kids. Think about having small kids. Think about being in your body and not being able to like get down and off the floor to play with them. Right? Think about 
not being able to get up your stairs or get down your stairs or think about what it what it feels like to think that you couldn't just all of those things that come to mind to me that are simple quality of life things can be changed and transformed when we dig into an amazing mobility regime and when we dig into treating ourselves better talking to ourselves better <laughs> I am so grateful that you were here today. I hope you picked up a couple of little gems here and there. I hope that some of this resonated with you in some way. I have had many struggles in my life and I've had many, many beautiful things to celebrate. It all comes at the same time. You know, we get good, we get bad, you know, we get it all, but we get to choose. We get to choose what we fixate on. It is a choice. And when we choose the positive, when we choose to believe that we deserve something better, when we choose to believe that we're worthy, it does start to transform our internal dialogue and it starts to shape our lives in a different way. And I am going to probably be struggling with this my whole life. You know, some days are great, Some days are not so great. Some days are half days. And I think I just want you to know that we're all in this together and we can do it. We can really do it. And guess what? The more we treat ourselves better, the more we're going to treat the other people in our lives too. So I want you guys (laughs) to come to my mobility class at seven on Tuesday nights. Come into my Zoom room and see what it's all about. If you are interested in a mobility class with me, I do offer free passes. I don't like to give things out for free because I, well, who am I kidding? I love to give shit for free. (laughs) I just give everything for free. I really friggin' would. I'm so like that, but I also think that you feel more accountable when you have to pay for something. It makes you have to commit because I know I'm like that. I will commit to something that I paid for, but I I'm, I'm honestly, I mean it. I will offer a free mobility pass. If you have the desire to come to my class just to check it out. And I would be more than honored to have you join my incredible crew. We love rolling around on the floor for an hour. Mm -hmm. It definitely changes your vibration (laughs) and your body and your stress level. And who doesn't want that in this day and age? We have come through so much in these last three years. And if your life has had as as, as much upheaval as mine has, as many blips and bumps. We got a whole lot of stress that we got in our bodies that we need to unlock, release, and let go of so that we can move forward in our incredible bodies that want to function amazingly for us so that we show up in this world as the best version of ourselves possible. Thanks for being here with me. I truly love and support you. And I want you to know that I am here for you. So send me a message if you got the itch to come and roll around on the floor for an hour. (laughs) Until next time. Cheers. Mwah.